So, you know how we are a mental health wellness Phoebe's podcast? Phoebe's <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just slurping water. <laughs> we hit record and my dog's like... <laughs> Speaking of which... I've never seen that woman take a drink of water in my life. <laughs> this is the first time. Are you talking time. about me or my dog? The dog. Okay, well, okay. Speaking of which... Speaking of which... I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. Welcome, <clears throat> welcome, welcome. Welcome to our Welcome. Podcast. Wait, can you see okay, can over? You start the, again. Yeah, <laughs> the big toe. So, oh, there's so much going there's on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> it's chaos. So, um, usually you're like mental health podcast mental, or something. We're, we're, a, we're a mental health podcast. Really, I know <laughs> the name of it is speaking of which. Sometimes we talk about witchy things. Sometimes we just talk about absolutely nothing. And sometimes we're very like. Psychology base. So uh, I can't remember if I said this last podcast or not. And we <laughs> were just talking about you that. Know by what? the way, we we should have merch, and the merch should just say. Did we talk I, about this I'm already? Pretty, I'm pretty sure I, we talked about this at some point, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's also possible that we haven't. <laughs> Like equally I'm sure possible. we've talked about this at some point in the podcast and before. And some people but... are like, you've never mentioned that in, in your life. Or they're like, I've only listened to two episodes, so if you did, I, <laughs> I know. Don't, I don't this know. This is my first episode. <laughs> what are we, we're not getting new listeners. Who are I we know. joking? Who are we joking? No, I'm so, just joking. Hi, listeners. Last week, for like the last seven to like ten days, I've had terrible anxiety. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> That too. It really felt like that's what you were gonna say. No, day five into this, I did have a diarrhea story, I mean, but okay. <clears throat> had I to do a Taco think. Bell. <laughs> they always do. So, they always do. So oh um, I was just having terrible anxiety. I had some stuff going on, like potential career changes, and it yeah. wasn't even my uh, like an interview I had for the job or anything like that that had really set off my anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was like five things I at once. I don't know what was that, guys. I don't know what was that, but it was, it's been awful. I'm so Just sorry like, to hear that. And the, everyone knows what anxiety is, except for, look at apparently, your, <laughs> your husband. Because <laughs> I was feeling really anxious yeah, one literally? night. I was feeling really literally. anxious one night, and I walked over to George, and I was like, no, let me tell this story. <laughs> the end of this story is but i already can imagine my husband god bless him i love him so much he is one of those guys that like if you're like oh my god i don't know i'm anxious he's like a have you tried just like not <laughs> being not anxious <laughs> kind of guy so. so i walked up to him and i was like oh man I was like, I'm having that type of anxiety where it's just really constricting your chest. You can't breathe. You don't even know what you're anxious about. It's snowballing. And I was like, you know? You know? And, and he was like, I, I, like, I don't know. I like actually don't know. I actually know. don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, what do you do like when you get anxious? Mm. And he was like, I really don't. <laughs> so, I was like, that's He's one way to make like, it. I don't know what you're And like, to be trying, and like, you know, like when off. you talk to someone that has like <laughs> mental wellness, and then you think, yeah. "Wow!" <laughs> like, did you see when you talk to someone that's like mentally well? There's like, just. Men- <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I feel like shit. There's so many of us that aren't, and George is just walking around fine, doing his thing. Oh my god! I was that's like, "That's so strange." So and then I walked away from that encounter. <laughs> Anxious about felt really anxious accident. about it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, actually, that's so funny. Woo, so, um, so we all know scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, like that little book with that iconic oh, oh, cover. Oh, oh. Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, that was the, like a quick jump of topic, so it took me a minute to like get there. Because I have to talk about this big toe. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember hearing this story at uh, summer camp. I went to summer camp for a few days when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. And one of my first times, um, you know, being away from home and around the campfire, mm. we shared the story of the big toe. Mm. And I want to read this story to you and I want you to tell me if you've ever heard it before. Uh, I don't think I have, but let's do so it. Let me read you this so little this story. This is the story 
of a girl, girl named Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay. wait, I'm actually gonna replace all names in this with Lucky. Okay. <laughs> all of the names. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky was digging at the edge of the garden when she saw a big toe. She tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So she gave it a good hard jerk. <laughs> oh. Sorry. My God. And it came off in her hand. Oh. <laughs> then you she, know, that could have been worded differently. Then she heard something groan and oh. she scampered away. Scampered? Was scampered. She a field mouse? <laughs> <laughs> That's our lucky. <laughs> so. It says Lucky took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to her mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. What? What's happening? That night, her father carved the toe into three pieces and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes and when it got dark, they went to bed. The girl, Lucky. The girl. Fell asleep at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened her. It was something out in the street. Mm. It was a voice, and it was calling to her. Where's my toe? Oh, it something is coming back to me about this. Okay. When the boy heard that, he got... I'm sorry. When Lucky heard, yeah. she, when <laughs> she, 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 her, her, her. <laughs> <laughs> not expecting that. You, you didn't think I knew. Didn't think I didn't I know if ready. you knew. <laughs> you know I know. Okay. <laughs> this podcast, that exact reason is why we're best friends. <laughs> oh when she heard that, she got very scared. But she thought, well, this... It doesn't know where I am, so it'll never find me. Yeah. But then she heard the voice one more time, only now it was closer. Where's my toe? <laughs> it groaned. She's like, the girl, Lucky, shit. pulled the blankets over her head and closed her eyes. I'll go to sleep, she thought. When I wake up, it'll be gone. But soon she heard the back door open, and again she heard the voice. Where's my toe? <laughs> it groaned. Then Lucky heard footsteps move through the kitchen into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Then slowly, she heard it climbing the stairs. Closer and closer it came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside her door. Where's my toe? <laughs> Her door opened. Shaking with fear, she listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards her bed. Mm. Then she heard it stop. Where's my toe? <laughs> Bam! You've got it. I've got it? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I had the same reaction when I was little. <laughs> wait, wait, um, wait, wait. I was like, I have the toe. I thought she ate the toe. It's supposed to be a jump scare around the fire. You're supposed to jump in front of someone and say, oh, you so got it. It was this that didn't do it for me. Yeah. So, so you should have, you know, you, you got to pause and then... You yeah, got it. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Ooh. Ooh. So I, but I, I that um, sounds so familiar, right? I, yeah, yeah. It's when you started giving me like it's yeah. You started serving. Where's my job? <laughs> serving. And I was like something about this feels nostalgic. So I'm thinking Lucky, our main character, <laughs> didn't make so it. But I was reading that story and I was like, holy shit, holy I, shit. I remember that. Yeah, mm. but you know what always overshadows that is the one about the girl with the scarf around her neck. Where she like couldn't take the scarf off. I do recall that and story did, as well. And if it did, her head would fall off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That was the one that always shadowed the big toe. That is so me at camp, by the way. I can't take <laughs> off this scarf. I was like kissing boys and like 
life jacket closets at my summer camp. <laughs> I also found um, from from Jezebel.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my. Um, oh wow. Wow. My computer has been glitching out so, so hard. So was mine. Today I literally couldn't turn it on. I My computer I, is acting like... It, did you update to Windows 11? Oh, is that what Ever it since is? I have updated to Windows 11, my computer is not working I properly. can't update because I have too much stuff on my computer. Oh, so really? So maybe that's why? Well, I did update and everything is is ruining mm. my life. Okay. So, um, anyways, this is from Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> and these are scary true stories. And I found this one that actually kind of freaked me out. What, like pulled you to this genre it's just like what you stumbled upon or what it's like, just what i stumbled upon i love it i don't know how i ended up here because originally we were going to do a podcast about the 10 radically different ways that animals see the world <laughs> and then i somehow ended it up at the, like, big the big toe <laughs> actually that feels really right it really does so this story is called backwards and forwards and in one place Ooh, <clears throat> and it's a ghost story like a labyrinth a few years ago, I asked my significant other if he had ever seen a ghost. He got really uncomfortable and squirrely. Lots of hmm and hawing. Okay. <laughs> That's how I interpreted how she yeah. wrote that. Annoyed, I said, just say yes or no. I won't judge you if you've seen a ghost. <laughs> she said, I'm a skeptic. And I figured he didn't want to sound like a rube or something. You ever, what's a, a rube? R-U-B-E. Rube? Cool. Just define rube. Um. What's your guess? Like a Reuben? Like a a rube. Like I feel like. A, I don't want to be such a rube. I don't want to be such like a. I don't want to be such like a, a little bitch. <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that word. I'm hoping it's not some sort of slur. Wait, an R-U-B? R-U-B-E. Like define rube. Like rubicube. A country bumpkin. A country bumpkin. That's essentially rube names. Let's, uh. Is <laughs> an, an awkward, awkward unsophisticated, unsophisticated person. Oh my god, I love it actually. Let's hear some rube names. Um, rube names. This'll, this will, this won't get us. This won't get us in any trouble. Okay, it's just giving me like rube as a name. Here, you look up story, you look up names. Compile a list. I'm going to finish our story. Okay. Turns out he was hesitant to tell me because he believes he saw one, but it was while he was deployed on a mission in the Middle East. And he was trying to think of how he would describe it without giving up any classified information. Mm. <clears throat> and he was like, he was, I acknowledge, in this vague idea of the Middle East, but she doesn't know exactly where he was. Is this, like, an actual story? Yes, or this is, like... Like, someone telling a story, and then the guy's gonna tell a story. It's no, she's telling. A story she's telling. No, she's telling the story for a boyfriend, <laughs> and she claims this is a true story. That happened, or that, that this he really happened. told her? Like, he... This happened to him, okay. and he told her, and now she's telling us. Mm. Sounds like a game, classic game of telephone, if you ask me. I believe every word. Okay. Apparently, they could see a man about 100 yards away from the camp. He had appeared out of nowhere, and no one saw him walking up. The man was just standing there, not doing anything threatening. But since it was a strange man in a war zone, they broke out all their high-tech gear to see what was going on. They could see his face, his clothes, his height, but he looked a little distorted and was not giving off a heat signature. And she said they had those gym jams and infrared whatnots. <laughs> she said, okay. it's the freaking military, all right? I don't know. Okay. He was not the temperature of a human being. He was the temperature of the air around him. They had no idea what was going on, and people were kind of freaking out. Spooky. At this point, I said some obvious stuff, like maybe it was a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so us, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, it was a maybe dummy. Maybe it was like, um, like... I don't know, I don't like know, a like a shark or something. <laughs> one of those mannequins. Yeah, it was like a mannequin. Or a shadow, she said. Or the soldiers were really tired. Or it was a hologram weapon or something. A hologram weapon. She was trying to think of any explanation, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, maybe it was a yeah, hologram weapon." Yeah, for sure, it could be. <laughs> His response was, "Well, they called different people up to come look at the man. It wasn't just a few soldiers who saw this, by the way. Dozens of people came to look, and everyone confirmed that there was definitely a person." Eventually, they decided to send out a team to check this guy out. 
When they got about 50 yards away, the man started walking, only it didn't look like he was walking towards or away from them, only walking in place. They froze, expecting some sort of attack, but the man never got any closer. Mm. And so she said to him, so he was like, uh, moonwalking? Ooh. (laughs) Scary. Spooky. Moonwalk. (laughs) And then he was a little shaky when he said this next part. It looked like it was trying to walk, but instead of moving like a regular person, its bones were breaking and splintering backwards and forwards at the joints. It's like men in black. I can't think of a better way to describe it. Its head was jerking around like a puppet. When the convoy got a few yards closer, it disappeared entirely. The team hauled ass back to camp, and as soon as they returned, it reappeared in the same spot. Everyone took turns watching it for an hour, and then disappeared and never came back. Didn't walk away, didn't fly or melt or explode, it just stood there for a long, long time, and then vanished. 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 Is that it? Yeah, that's the whole story. What do you feel about it? I was thinking about it when I was reading this story. I've never heard a military ghost story. I also don't read very much about the military. I don't care about the military. No. Um, uh, I mean, like, my brothers are in the military. but like So, like, you don't give a shit about the military. They're yeah. doing all of the work, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm just enjoying all of the benefits, I guess, mm-hmm. of whatever militaries do, mm-hmm. which is probably problematic stuff. No, it was, you know... And so, anyways, yeah. I just never considered that there might be, like, military ghost stories. I've never even thought of Googling <laughs> those words together. Yeah. <clears throat> that isn't, like, a hashtag I would no. think of. Because, like, I just don't give a hashtag shit what happens to... military ghost stories. Don't, you know, you just don't give a shit what happens to soldiers. <laughs> so, like, okay, reel it in. <laughs> and only because, like, sometimes I think, like, why are... Like, whenever I think about militaries, I get mm. angry. Because I'm like, okay, rich people are just having poor people fight each yeah. other for what with a high incentive of like you know we'll give you good money we'll give you housing we'll yeah you know whatever so like it's a <laughs> tough topic but anyway so now i'm super interested in military ghost stories mm. because they are set up so differently you from found a new kink i love that a new kink gay ghost gets railed on the base you want to hear some hillbilly <laughs> names have a yeah. rugged charm. This is, uh, that's the name of the article. Blame Lil Abner. <laughs> the Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies, Petticoat Junction, Andy Griffith, and The Simpson for the... Do you know how many times in my life I've heard blame Lil Abner? <laughs> as someone from the South. <laughs> Abner, Jasper, Cal, Gus, Wyatt, Waylon. Uh, let's see some of these ones. Clovis. I love the name Clovis. Dodge. Love Dodge. Griff. Hiram. Uh, Hutch. Hoyt. Jeb. Lem. Lonnie. Lyle. Obi. Royce. <laughs> Rufus. Twain. Wilbur. Woody. Zeb. If and I, Rube. If I had two children, I would you name them Wilbur and Woody. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Or maybe Wilbur and Zeb. There you go. <laughs> You, as a gay male, are not I'm not naming my child Woody, <laughs> now that I think about no. it. At first, I was just seeing the cartoon you should, if in my mind. Yeah. If you're going to, you can do Andy and Woody. Then they can be best friends. Yes, they friends. can be best friends. Um, That's why I'll just choose Zeb instead. As <laughs> a cool substitute for anything problematic. I'll just switch it up for Zeb. Or Ransom. <laughs> Okay, but there's Rube is literally on the list. Of names. So, like, imagine, let's look at this origin and meaning. Literally, oh, it says Reuben. Okay. <gasps> but liter- That's what I said. You, okay, relax. <laughs> you did, but that's for the name. That's just a coincidence. But, like, yeah, the, that's not a coincidence. Like, Wait, I, I just feel like if your name is Reuben and you grew up in the South, you definitely were Rube. Yeah, but also if you look up the definition of Rube, it is somebody who is, like... Country. Country incompetent. Like, anyways. This person was like, there are a great many more cool cowboy names on the fringes of this category that are worry, worthy. Look, let's of go to resuscitation. this cool cowboy names. Uh, how do we get here? Anyone want to name their kid 
Uh, 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 oh, those are pretty popular names right now. Brooks, Maverick, like, these are names that... Phineas, oh, man, Cash, Dexter, Oakley, these are dog names. These are, these are dog names. Colton, Jace, Roscoe, that was literally George's dog's name. <laughs> Roscoe? Yeah, that was his dog's name. Anyways, let's bring it on back. Bring it on back. Bring it on back to me. Um, so are you actually ready to hear the ten radically different ways that I've animals see the world? I've never been more ready. These facts actually kind of. And this article has six views. Mm. So I am proud <laughs> to bring this information to about ten views. Yeah. <laughs> including you, me, and all of our listeners. <laughs> Great. It says, contrary to popular and typically arrogant beliefs, <gasps> many <laughs> many animals see the world at least as well as, or oftentimes better than us humans. Mm, okay. So let's start up. Fun fact number ten. Oh, giant clams live in a world of colorful blobs. Doesn't that sound like your ideal? Yeah, <clears throat> that's. It fun. says you might not have seen them, but snails. I mean, they don't really clams like why though like because they don't have eyeballs or it says what? contrary to popular belief they do have eyes oh one on each of their upper tentacles slash antenna they okay. use these to make out forms from a short distance away then as they get Wait, did you say clams or snails i guess there's a subspecies of clam that's a snail or something oh, i don't know okay. exactly it's oh. either a clam or a snail it's kind of unclear oh, okay. do clams have tentacles <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't but know. also do what snails have tentacles? <laughs> Maybe we should just go to like basic animal facts you know about what? animals. I, wait, hold on. Okay. Uh, actually, a mollusk? He's <laughs> changing it up on me. Wait, 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 wait. Let's wait. just go to number nine sharks. Okay. Let's skip the one about the clam snail mollusk. <laughs> number nine. Sharks see more than we think. Mm. It's long been assumed that sharks have poor eyesight, but only because their other senses are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why did you say it like that? They can, for instance, detect subtle chemical changes. You know, we've all heard the single drop of blood in a million drops of water. Uh Like a shark can smell that. Uh-huh. And they can also hear very low frequency infrasonic sounds from wounded fish. Okay. <laughs> Us. They also have extraordinarily sophisticated <laughs> pressure sensors, essentially pores that map their surroundings. And they can even sense electric fields, possibly allowing them to migrate based on geomagnetic field lines, and certainly allowing them to sense biological signals from their prey. As it turns out, however, their eyesight is pretty top notch. Not only can sharks see in almost all directions at once, thanks to the placement of their eyes on their heads, what? they can also see up to ten times better than us in clear water. What? Dark or murky water yeah. water, water. water isn't a problem water. either. They still see pretty well, even without taking the other senses into account, all of which combines to make sharks such effective predators. That is actually terrifying. I just, for some reason, the idea of a shark with a beady little eye that can see me... Mm. Makes it somehow worse. Yeah. However, have you been seeing that TikTok of that woman swimming away from the shark and then turning around and bumping it on the head to make it turn around? Boop. And uh, it was like, do not try this. No. And it was like, you don't have to worry about me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. When I saw that, <laughs> I I actually thought I'm never going in the water again. <laughs> um, I can't believe we used to go swimming in the ocean when I think about it too hard about the sharks. Yeah. I used to think about it when I was in the water. But honestly, I was more afraid of the stingrays. And not that I thought that the stingrays would, like, intentionally get me. But I think, What if you, you know, stepped on Yeah, one? then they would, you know, probably just try Punch to, you. like... I wasn't like, afraid of stingrays or sharks. Or I was afraid of jellyfish. Oh, but I've been stung by a jellyfish. So mm-hmm. I know I'm what afraid that's that a like. really bad one, like a really poisonous yeah, one. Yeah, like the ones that you see the pictures and it's, like, all on the person's, like, leg and up their <sighs> back. And it's, like... You can see where it was... Horrifying. And actually, we'll get to jellyfish in this list. Okay, cool. Eight. Jumping spiders. You notice that most of these are, like, in the water so far. Oh, horrifying. Jumping spiders? Yes. So, I didn't know this about jumping spiders. Just, like, all jumping spiders? Or is there just, like, one jumping spider? 
I think it's like the jumping spider. <laughs> the jumping spider. Okay. Let me, let me Google it. Because if you're gonna tell me something fucked up, the jumping spider. We had jumping spider problem in our in our house. Um, the jumping spiders are a group of spiders. Okay, so there's multiple jumping. There's multiple spiders. types of jumping spiders. Okay. Um, I want to see where they're common to, like, what their geographical area is. I think is. North America, and they're in our backyard, and we oh, have to have them Oh, they're spread. on every continent. Yeah, the jumping Except spider. Except for Antarctica, it looks like. And there, it looks like there's none in Iceland for some reason. Okay. Okay. Well, wow. what would I give so <laughs> to be there? So glad that we cleared that up. Wait, well, I'm back on the big toe story. <laughs> okay, I'm back at the spider. It just, like, really wants you to be there. Despite having up to eight eyes, most spiders don't see very well. Mm. Often, they're only really able to tell the difference between light and dark, relying instead on touch, like vibrations and taste to get around. Mm. Even those that can presumably make out forms are thought to see only low-res impressions of what they're looking at because of the relatively coarse-grained mosaics of receptor cells that make up their retinas. But there is one notable exception jumping spiders. Not only does it see in high resolution through its largest forward-facing pair of eyes, the other eyes are for peripheral vision and motion detection, but it can actually see more colors than we can, including those in the ultraviolet range. I I can't. When I hear that, when I hear animals can see more colors than us, first of all, how do you know? Okay, how do you know that? I think we know that there's like a million more color um variations that we'll, we'll we'll never be able to see. Well, okay, let me let me let me think about it this way. Or let, let me give it to you this way. You know those color glasses mm -hmm. that they have for people who can't or like colorblind or partially colorblind and yes. you stick them on and then blah 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 blah. How the hell does that work by the way? Well, I mean, okay, so if we figured out I don't need to know how it works, but if we figured out how that works, I want them to do that. And I don't know if it's something about like the retina or whatever. Like mm. they all they have to do is place something to like change the way Even, that your eye is filtering uh -huh. something. If they can do that, then why can't they replicate it for animals that can see other colors? So that when we put the glasses on, we can see those. Because if I could open what my what if our occipital up, lobes literally don't have? You just wanted to say that word. I love the word <laughs> occipital lobe, by the way, because I just know off the top of my head that's where the visual stimuli is processed. Mm -hmm. What if our occipital lobes cannot even process that information? What if we don't have the capacity in our brains to even see it at all, even if they invented glasses that could see them? That, to me, I can't get on board with. I can't, I can't, I can't. You can't accept I that? I can't accept that. To me, it's like, okay, for people who have, you know, hearing disabilities and stuff, who've never heard before, and then they get, like, cochlear implants, and then all of a sudden they're hearing for the first time. You know what that mm. must be doing to their fucking brains? To experience a new sense that they've never experienced before? And every little thing that mm. comes along with that, like, I love thinking about that. Their brain obviously has the capacity to receive sound, it's just maybe something of the function of the ears or whatever isn't mm -hmm. there. So the cochlear implant. But if you implants, spend your whole life deaf, like let's say you're 40 yeah. years old, yeah. and for the first time ever you try and get a cochlear implant. <laughs> yeah. Um. Some people don't ever actually hear. actually hear it. Like they never get it. Like those pathways to your brain can close. Oh, so like that sense can be permanently turned off. No. In a sense. No, I don't accept it. But here's about the thing about the um jumping spiders. They also appear to have some intelligence traits of larger animals, such as forward planning. So a, a jumping spider can sit in the corner and plan. It can plan something. Mm. And abstract thinking. Specifically, jumping spiders are able to visualize and retain a mental image of where their prey might be hiding. Uh, however, also unnervingly, researchers testing this ability were careful to keep themselves hidden from the arachnids because, as they noted, jumping spiders are attracted to blinking. What? It says, like... I'm going to think about this spring so differently because we have so many jumping spiders around this house and we had to have them sprayed. And they're harmless and they're doing nothing and whatever, but they were... They were Ruining our lives. They were loud and proud here uh, for So, yeah, a apparently if you blink near one, they take that as a sign to start jumping. Ooh. So just just like, us walking around bug-eyed, <laughs> never uh, blinking again. Yeah, I I can get down with that. I'll just walk around, let my eye... Mm, okay. I'm going to think about this spring much differently. Also, I hope that I wasn't being offensive to people who have, like, hearing disabilities or some sort of 
sen- mm. sensory, you know, I don't want to say issue, but um, yeah, I think I think about that all the time, and like I guess maybe just my brain can't compute the fact that like a sense could be a removed. sense could be like not even you know impaired, but like just not able to function at all. Like I don't know. That's to mm-hmm. me, I can't think about it, and I just I don't know. If there's so many other colors and stuff that these animals are seeing, I just I'm sure that it's easy to explain how they know that, but mm-hmm. To me, it just hurts my brain. It hurts my brain, too. Mm-hmm. We've talked before. Like, I, I don't know where I heard this once before. If it was a video or, like, an article or something in school when I was growing up. But, like, somebody said, like, try to explain color to someone who's never seen anything before. Who's been, you know, 100% blind their whole life and they don't know what color is. You know, try to explain that. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, that is so interesting to think about. And it also hurts my brain. It hurts your brain. Hurts. How would you describe the color orange to somebody? Without being able to see, say something visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, you would have to go with, like... I would like, say every time you eat an orange. Feeling. Yeah, you'd have to go with feelings. Like, like, it's, the that, feelings, it's the like the feeling of eating an orange. It's that feeling when you can feel the sun almost down, but you can still feel a little bit of it on your skin. That See? That's, the, uh, that's what I, I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into thinking about that. And I would the love... The feeling of colors. And like red. It'd be like, it feels like blood. Does it, though? Or does it feel like love and hearts? Mm-hmm. It feels like both. It feels like what kills. I just, I don't know. So here is something number seven. Mm. Vipers, pythons, and boas can see heat. So snakes are generally thought to see combinations of just two colors, green and blue, but not red. What? How weird is that? Although some nocturnal crepuscular species also see ultraviolets wait isn't that the same as dogs can't dogs like only see blues and greens i don't know how any of that works and i don't know what's myth and what's not because we can't ask dogs if they can see different colors maybe they're like so like sometimes we don't know i feel like they're i feel like they're looking at the cones or the rods or something in their eyes maybe and but we there's no other species to ask like hey do you see blue right like, maybe it doesn't have to do with the eyes. Maybe it has to do with the smell. Like, the smell allows them to interpret, like blue. <laughs> interpret color or something. I don't fucking know. It says, for instance, species that hunt during the day often filter blue and ultraviolet light out. A little like they're wearing sunglasses, which is why their eyes can appear yellow. Either way, with the possible exception of the cobra, which can accurately cobra. target your eyes with its venom. Mm. By the way. Ooh. Like, a, co- a cobra knows to like, shoot its venom into your eyeballs. Yeah. Horrifying. Sounds <clears throat> like an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> to compensate for this, <laughs> many snakes, especially the nocturnal species, are able to see infrared lights. Humans and other animals can perceive this range of the spectrum, but most of the time only as heat. Mm. By contrast, snakes may actually render mental images of their surroundings based on infrared radiation. Blah, 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 blah. Six. Now, this is the jellyfish one. This okay. one freaks me out. I um, love jellyfish, by the way. Yes. It's like one of my favorite animals. Mm-hmm. Ever say? since that scene in Finding Nemo, I've always been very fascinated by jellyfish. Mm. Six. Box jellyfish. See all. Most jellyfish have pretty basic vision, usually limited to light-sensitive cells that um, help orient them relative to the sky. Which makes sense. <clears throat> the box jellyfish, however, has 24 eyes, each serving one of four different purposes. The box jellyfish is the one that'll fuck you up, too. To give an unprecedented 360-degree view of the world. Yeah. This is perhaps unfortunate for other species, given its reputation as the world's most venomous creature. Yeah, the box jellyfish is... It'll fuck you up. One set of eyes detects obstacles, helping box jellies to swim as well as they do, making rapid 180-degree turns as they traverse the ocean floor. Other eyes detect the visual properties of whatever they meet. While most of these eyes hang at varying levels from the body, four are constantly fixed. Not just upward, but actually at a point beyond the water's surface. Such as the Wait, canopy. What? Some eight or more meters above them. What? So like they will have tentacles. It's like phoning home. Yes, the tentacle <gasps> will be pointing up out of the water, looking around. <clears throat> 
No matter which what? way the jellyfish is facing, crystal-weighted stalks ensure these four eyes always look up. Five. But why? I don't know. It's horrifying. Oh my god, that actually that actually is horrifying. Those are aliens. Those fucking aliens, right? Those are right? aliens. And we can only imagine seeing out of our two eyes. So imagine having more eyes and processing visual stimuli. I mean, to from me, all around it you. feels like when I try to like, if I try to imagine that, it's like, what if what I feel like when I'm looking at a security camera wall? You know what I mean? Yeah. With multiple viewpoints on so different areas. So like a singular areas. consciousness looking at. You know, it's almost like a security camera wall to me. If I think about it like that, that freaks me out. Because how do you know which one to focus on? Well, I mean, have you ever just like looked at a wall and of cameras, and they're all in different areas, pointing at different things, and like you get the whole view, but then sometimes you hone in on like one or two or whatever, but you can still out of the corner like see the other one. I don't know. I guess that's kind of what I would think. That one's not as hard for my brain to try and come up with something that makes sense, but. Yeah, it's still know. wild. That's wild. Because it's assuming that you're sitting back observing, but like if the visual stimuli is entering like different parts of your brain, you'd be totally plugged into everything all at once equally. Mm, that freaks that's me so out. true. Okay. Says <clears throat> there are, and this one's about bees. And bees can see hidden bees. patterns and petals. I love bees. There are many remarkable things about bees, not least about their vision. For one thing, they navigate based on the position of the sun without actually having to see it. As long Wait, as there's sunlight... I didn't know that. That's so cute. So cute. As long as there's sunlight getting through the clouds, even on an overcast day, bees are able to compute a homing vector by the distance flown in each direction relative to the layout of polarized rays or vertical pillars of light that allows them to cover great distances and always return to their hives. And when they get there, they might communicate uh, communicate the route they took by their waggle dance. What? <clears throat> okay, so now if I ever make a tarot deck or anything, like I think the, have a sun, dancing bee. the sun card will have to have bees on it. All over it. Swarms. <laughs> so it's just a, a single bee. It says bees I can also that. see in perfect color, which might be surprising. Imperfect or imperfect? Like, they, they see color. Perfect. Perfect perfectly. Perfect, Which perfect. might be surprising perfect, perfect, at perfect. first, until you consider the fact that flowers evolved to be so beautiful and so attractive yeah. to attract bees who can see their colors. Yeah. In fact, bees love beauty in flowers that humans are unable to see. Mm. Like see, us. See, I can't. <clears throat> when they say shit like that, like I just us, get they upset. perceive the three basic colors, but instead of red, green, and blue, they see blue. Uh, they see blue, green, and ultraviolet, allowing, ultraviolet. Them, <laughs> allowing them to see striking UV patterns on petals. These patterns on petals evolve to help bees find the nectar right away, <clears throat> and we're not sure because we can't see it, but we believe. <clears throat> That ultraviolet light on a petal might be arranged in concentric circles that literally lead bees through a maze to the pollen. Wait, what? Yes. And then it like little dots on the petals that show bees where to stick their tongues to get the pollen. And bees Okay, are, I want that pussy power. I want that pussy power. Kitty pretty with patterns like that. Is that what like the same thing as like when you shave your self with, into like, an arrow, into, like, like pointing a, down? Yeah. It's like the a landing strip. Biz biz. <laughs> yeah, landing strip. <laughs> Ew. Is that the same thing? <laughs> and bees actually have five eyes. Three simple eyes on the top of their heads and two larger eyes. And each uh, each of the eyes have thousands of lenses on the sides. As a result of their excellent vision, mm. um, bees' color perception is the fastest of any species on the planet. They can distinguish between individual flowers and a group no matter how tightly they're packed together. So like not- No matter how tight. Tight. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, that is actually color insane. Perception, this is really interesting. Like color perception is different based on your species. Like your actual intensity of perception of color I, is I can't not the same. compute that even. Four, migratory birds can see the planet's magnetic field. Um, however, this one was weird. Okay. So, so birds can see ultraviolet as well. Ultraviolet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but not at the expense of red light. So birds can see red light and ultraviolet. Whereas humans have just three types of cone cells, allowing us to see the world in red, blue, a uh, red, green, and blue. Wait, say what animal are we talking about again? A bird. Oh, okay. Um. 
as tetrachromats, they see up to, I think we're talking about birds again. They see up to 99 million more colors than we can. I, I what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? 99 million. What did I What? What does that even mean? And because every cone cell in their eye has a special oil drop on them, they're faster at distinguishing every single one of those colors faster than us. Naturally, this helps birds forage for seeds, berries, fruits, and insects. Then how are they not smarter than us? I don't get it. Maybe they are. Because to me, color equals power. No. No. Birds don't... I've never birds seen a don't sad have bird. bidets, okay? The human race has got it figured out. That's but because like, they shit on you. <laughs> Watch it, because you're going to walk out of here. It also helps some birds, like the vole-hunting European kestrel, to spot kestrel. U- UV reflections from urine trails. Mm. So, like, some birds can even see I know this. Pee. Do you want to know why? No, they, they see pee, and that's how they track prey. Because there's a, a You board. already knew this? Yes, I did. There is a board game named Wingspan. Okay, uh-huh. it's uh, one of my favorite board games, and it's known by more people by, as birds. We were playing it the other night, and we don't have it. It's one of the games I really want for Christmas, and I think Michaela might be getting it for us. I just sense it. Um, but until then, I found an app, and it's ten dollars. I've never spent that much for an app in my life, but it's literally the board game on up for an app, and you can play online. And I literally played today, like mm-hmm. in between doing things. And every time you place a bird, like they're bird cards and you have to uh, build habitats and they have special, you know, powers or things that they do. And you got to, there's different end of round goals. Like you need to lay eggs in certain habitats and things like that. But the app is really cool. Like in the board game, each of the bird cards has like their power, or what it does in the game. And then on the back or whatever, it also has like a little fact about, not on the back, but like it has a little fact about the bird. In the app, when you play the bird, it makes the sound that the bird makes and then it also gives you a like a woman comes across and says the name of the bird you hear the bird's call and then it tells you a fact about the bird and there is a castrol in the game mm-hmm. and every time it's played I, it always goes the castrol these birds can find its prey by tracking the urine samples. And like, I li- every time I hear it, I'm like, what the fuck? Out of all of the things, there's another bird and I can't remember which one it is right this second. But it, whenever I play it, it always goes. And then it goes, it goes, these birds dive from 90 feet to attract the mate. Uh, like, basically, like, they dive. And uh-huh. I don't know if it's implying that they like. They come in hot and then the mate, like from oh. 90 feet, and just come in hot and then fuck okay. it on oh the water. God. But like every time I play this bird, I can't remember what it is right now. It'll say it, but at the castrel, I literally was telling George about this the other day. I was like, the bird, this one bird, like when you play it, it's like these birds track their prey by following the urine samples. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny that you're telling me this. What are the odds? Yeah. So birds' superior color perception is far from the extent of their prowess. Prowess. Many birds also see the planet's magnetic field, supposedly. Supposedly. Based on studies of robins and zebra finches, researchers believe that cryptochromes, a class of blue light-sensitive eye proteins, convey a sense of magnetoreceptacin. Oh, good job reading all that. I would. Oh God, no. I was struggling. You're, no, you, to these you're and other migratory birds, it's unknown how exactly the magnetic field appears because we have no way of visualizing it in our own minds. Okay. But it I... may be as a band of light, perhaps, or maybe a blue trail, a kind of filter on regular vision that helps them navigate the globe. Imagine seeing the magnetic fucking... (laughs) Yeah, imagine. And that's, like, kind of how... I feel like when birds migrate, like, they have to have some sort of power like that. We always just assumed... Because how the fuck do they know? That they just somehow knew. The wind pattern? Like, how the... Do they know wind patterns? Or did they just have some sort of weird iron in their body following a magnetic compass in their body? And they can literally see the magnetic field, which shows them which way they need to be going or something. But even if I was a bird Mm. and I could... Looking at the magnetic field... If you're a bird, I'm a bird. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. And we're looking at the magnetic field. How do you know which way to follow the magnetic field. It's not like there's an arrow. 
Arrow. Unless there is. I don't know. You don't know. You've never seen the magnetic field. I've never seen field. the magnetic field. The magnetic field. field is just a landing strip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An arrow pointing to which way. Oh, man. Um, so donkeys funny. have 360 degree vision. Ew. I um, hate yeah, that. that's gross. Two, bats and dolphins can see sound. Because they echolocate? That's basically echolocation? Yes. Well, I can't remember how they phrase it, though. Bats are popularly thought to be blind, but actually they see quite well. In low-light conditions, such as at dawn or dusk, they may even see better than us. I think bats are sweet. It's just that echolocation is more important for hunting. Have you seen that viral video lately of the fucking vam- vampire bat or whatever it's called? Can I pull it up for you? Hold on. Yeah. Wait. So if you ha- if you didn't say yes right off the bat, then no, you didn't. <laughs> wait. So I, let I, me continue reading about echolocation okay. while you look for it. It's just that echolocation is more important for hunting. Bouncing high-frequency shrieks off their surroundings and prey, bats analyze echoes within milliseconds, gauging timing, direction, and frequency of returning signals to map their environment in detail and pounce on their prey. Although echolocating microbats do not rely on their eyes as much as non-echolocating megabats, example, fruit bats and flying foxes, they nevertheless use them for social interaction, Mm -hmm. to watch for predators and to assist with navigation. Actually, since their echolocation range is approximately 33 to 66 feet, they need their eyes to see anything outside of that. And dolphins use echolocation too, of course. And because sound travels faster in water, they're thought to be more efficient than bats. Mm. Some researchers even believe that dolphins use echolocation to communicate in a sonopictorial form of language. Wait, what? The exchange of holographic acoustic images um, to refer to objects, places, and perhaps even abstract ideas. Okay. I don't know what to do with that. So, like... Somehow, I think this article is applying that dolphins can beam each other images through sound. What the fuck? That's why dolphins have a category, or they they were pushing for a while. I don't know if they actually went through. Dolphins are the only species that they have dubbed as not an not an animal, but they call them non-humans because they are so outside of the range of what every other species is in terms of like the qualities it's weird because they're mammals but they're more than mammals they're so intelligent and they're so closely related to humans i guess in terms of like their intelligence and the way that they interact and things like that which it seems wild you think that there would be other animals that that would come first Mm -hmm. um but like I say this fact all the time and I've said it before, dolphins are the only animal that has sex for pleasure other than humans. And literally <laughs> I said it before. I said it. It's like one of my again. favorite fucking facts. Like E is the most commonly used letter in the English language. Those sorts of facts that are just like my favorite little things. Um I can't I can't remember. I was it was a big thing a while back about them like uh dolphins, non human Non-humans. Non-human persons? Yeah. India recognizes dolphins as non-human persons. Yeah. Orcas, dolphins, and whales. Huh. Uh, I'll keep looking so I can find, like, actual stuff. But what I really wanted to find was this fucking bat. But I can't find the right video. So I, I I gotta find you this fucking bat. You gotta find me the bat. Don't look. So, now wait till you hear number one on the list. Time is completely relative. Yeah. Now, but listen to this. Obviously. It's common... (laughs) Oh my god. (gasps) (gasps) I was not expecting that. Is that what... Is that what you were expecting? (laughs) Um, you we just, watched a bat I just watched a bat dick. suck its own dick. Wait. And it had this long little pencil dick. Wait. It was like wait. two inches long. Wait, that was no. Oh, wait, make sure we're still recording, by the way. Yeah, 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 but I. We were. 
I kind of wish we weren't on that one because that was not what I was. I mean, the video does have is a bat with a big old penis. Penis. But I, I wasn't okay, expecting I'm, that one. I am a little <laughs> freaked out. Yeah. Okay. Photo of viral Hulk sized bat leaves people horrified. Uh, I just. <clears throat> Okay, so keep, keep going. I'm trying to find this, but that I don't know if that this is like I said, it's common knowledge that animal lifespans vary, but so does their perception of time. It all depends on how quickly they process sensory input. Researchers tested this by flashing a light at different frequencies and measuring different animals' brain activity with electrodes. So some animals were capable of seeing the light blink on and off at frequencies so high that humans only saw it as a constant light. Mm. <clears throat> um, in other words, these animals would, are seeing the world in what, what we would call slow motion okay. or even bullet time. Mm. This is important for both predators and prey in the wild, but crucially, it's not a trick they deploy on command before returning to time as we know it. Rather, time actually passes at a different rate, and no rate is any less real than another. So the implications of this are very interesting. Dogs, for instance, take in visual information 25% faster than humans, which makes television appear to be a series of flickering images. So when a dog looks at a TV, they see it in slow motion images. Okay. And so like, when you think about it, that means they're processing information faster than us, so that means if we existed what? if we existed in a dog's mind for a moment okay we would be experiencing the world in slow motion what if that makes sense yeah but what why are they so lazy then <laughs> um flies <laughs> flies take in visual information 400% faster which is why it's so easy for them to avoid being swatted as far as they're concerned, what? a hand is coming towards them at a snail's pace. <gasps> so they're... Imagine a snail fucking you up with a fucking fly swatter. <laughs> you must be a stupid ass. But oh. also a snail's pace as it would appear to us as a human. To the fly, he is moving at normal speed. But if we were in the brain of a fly, we would experience the way that they're experiencing time as slow motion. Right. And if you think about it, like snails, they probably feel like they're going hella fast. So are, so generally, are snails slow or are we just like flies to it, snails? Um, unfortunately, it just, it's talking about flies and dogs here. I don't know what's going on in snails <laughs> at this moment. I'm getting a little Generally speaking, the smaller an animal is, the faster its metabolism and the slower time passes, quote-unquote, relatively. At least relative to an imaginary constant. And the imaginary constant is how you and I are experiencing time. Interestingly, this appears to hold true even for animals of the same species, such as children and adult humans. Species? Where did you say it like that? So, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think Didn't about everything it. feel like it was moving in slow motion when you were a kid? Yeah. It was like, For sure. basically it's saying that your perception of time changes as you get older. Now time appears to be going faster. Yeah. So, but think about it on a bigger scale. If you're a fly, you could be experiencing the world in slow motion. You know what it makes me think of? Hmm. Time goes by <laughs> so slowly. I thought you were gonna keep singing while I um Wow We learned so much learned about so animals much about animals today Thank you Skylar We read us some scary stories we read the big toe you know um, what? For some reason, this makes me want to talk about my nephew, Isaac. Um, is he got a big old toe? No, he's just so cute. And I got to spend a lot of time with him um, recently. And he's just at a really cute age. He's like mm, one and a half. And other than him, like, screaming really high-pitched when he wants attention, but not, like, in, like, a cry way, but, like, one of those, like, like, you know, like, yeah. are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? You know, one of those yeah. things. 
Um, it's a phase kids go through, but that, 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 that shocks me a little bit. But, um, he is so funny because he'll say, da, da, and he'll say, pa, pa. But when he wants to say Allison's name or whatever, he'll go, mom! <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one and a half, so he doesn't say, like, mama or mm -hmm. mommy. He says, mom! Mom! <laughs> and he screams it like that. <laughs> So the other day, and he doesn't really say a whole lot of words. Like sometimes he goes, huh, eh, 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 you know, like that's like how he talks Cute. right now. Um, and then I'm trying to get him to say TT because I'm Auntie Sammy to most of the kids in my life. Auntie Sammy is just really cute. Um, but he's one and a half, so he's not going to say that. So I thought like Auntie Sammy, like it's not like TT is like easier. So I'll just be TT. And so, and then his... His aunt, uh, his dad's sister is like Tay Tay or something like that because she's Taylor. So it'll be easy, T T Tay Tay, da da papa. Like it'll be easy, you know? So sometimes I'll say, T T. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just runs around going, Mom! Mom! Is he Mom! walking and running? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's on the move. Last time I saw him, he was walking yet. He's on the yet. fucking move, dude. That was not that he's long ago like that I saw him. He's like climbing on his toy box and like trying to jump off the back of the couch. Like he is... A girl on the he go. He is, yeah. He is the big toe. I think I told you when we were growing up, we had our auntie. Auntie? Auntie. Auntie? Auntie. Why? We, there's just no such thing as aunt. That word still feels unnatural to me. Aunt. Okay. In the South, we have aunties. Aunties? Auntie. And we don't call them by a name. Like, I, uh, if you're with your auntie, mm. that's... But when, when I'm up here and I think about the word, it yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. No it one, only feels right no when I'm one, back home. No one says that here. Like, auntie. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Something no. about it sounds so wrong yeah, when no I'm in one this says environment. That. I've never even heard that before. I wonder if it's a southern thing. Must be. It has to be. It has to, has to be. You get, like, auntie here. Um, or you'll get... Hmm. Auntie is more. Like, auntie. Auntie? Yeah. And it's not like a British thing. It's more of auntie. like a... No, it's more like a city thing. My auntie. Like, that's what you'll hear. Like, auntie. Instead of, like, my aunt. So some people use, do you say aunt or aunt? My aunt. <laughs> <laughs> if you overthink it. Yeah. It, why don't you be auntie? Auntie? Auntie. Because I already have him saying tee, tee, tee. tee. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. Bring a little southern charm to this kid's life. Auntie? Auntie. I'm gonna be his little auntie, doo doo. I'm gonna be his little poo poo, man, man. <laughs> okay, but, but this is like how southern I am. So, like, I have auntie, nani, mima, papa. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> papa. Mima and papa. That's what the kids call their grandma. Mima and papa. Mima. Uh, their papa wasn't alive, I don't think, when they were um, born, so they didn't have a pawpaw really and i remember when i was really little i asked me ma how do i spell your name me ma i was like is it m-e-e-m-a-w -E -E <laughs> she was like yeah but my name is cheryl <laughs> <laughs> well you're Maymo now, <laughs> <Mimo> now. <laughs> i'm gonna call you Maymo. Alright, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if we, we dropped our supporters list. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. They know it. who they are. We'll just give. They we'll, don't know who they are. Alright, I was going to say, we'll just name like. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. This was the most random set of. Uh, 
Okay, should, should we like tease what we're gonna do next week or are we too inconsistent to like promise Too anything? inconsistent in case it doesn't flush out. Okay. All right, right, right. Or like what if it stops recording halfway through, we don't notice and we have to re-record it and we're not mm. willing to share the stories again. Yeah, no, I feel that. Okay, go so, ahead. So thank you, Julie C. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, you, you say the name and then I'm gonna l- follow it up with a country bumpkin name. Julie C. Jebediah. Anna M. Harold. Heather A. Duke. Alyssa S. Wyatt. Rebecca PK. Sarah Lynn. (laughs) Teresa D. Heather Beth. (laughs) I've always wanted to be Heather Beth. (laughs) Dominic B. Uh, We're going to go with Woody. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie W. Geraldina. <laughs> Geraldine? Geraldina. Like Carolina, but Geraldine. Geraldina. She was Geraldina. South Geraldina. <laughs> South Geraldina. <laughs> Catherine L. We're going to go. Zeb. Zeb. <laughs> Zeb. Zeb. For sure. Short for Zebby. Yeah. Short for Zebadiah. Jesse D. Zachariah. David B. And Muffalinda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family Did name. Muffalinda. Oh my god, I can't breathe. Wait. <laughs> Wait, did you not say <laughs> Muffalinda? <laughs> I know Melanie. <laughs> Methany. <laughs> Tune in next week when we turn you all into drugs. Turn you all into drugs. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye.